You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Yeah, hello. And uh, this week, uh, really, really crazy uh, amount of catching up, I guess, we're kind of doing. Um, because uh, just a lot of things that we can cover. So we've got, uh, and, and actually, I'm not 100% sure uh, how much of this you've seen. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that some of it you haven't seen. but uh, we, So we got Wrath of Man. Army of the Dead. Yeah. Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yep. Um, by the time uh, this goes live and it's out there, uh, the embargo will be over for Cruella. So I'm going to talk about oh, yeah. Cruella some. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and uh, the embargo is not over for Spirit Untamed, which uh, I have also seen, but I can't tell you if I like it or not. So right. I'll just say that it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> right. I love it. That's coming. Um, and so we got all those we got to try and fit in. Uh, next week, uh, Quiet Place 2 also opens this Friday with Cruella. Yeah. And uh, and that might be... It's, it's very strange because... Obviously, we're doing a lot of thinking about theaters, and we've been talking about it a lot. This might be the weekend that uh, theaters might actually do something. Right. Because you got uh, lots of people are going to be wanting to see Cruella. Lots of people are going to be wanting to see A Quiet Place, too. And and then you would think that would mean that week after week, now we're going to have a whole bunch of awesome stuff to see. Right. But no. No. (laughs) <laughs> but that, that's no. not that's not it at all. That's really not how that works. Yeah. Uh, coming in the fairly near future, there are some big things. You know, there's In the Heights, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, F9, Black Widow, uh, even like Hotel Transylvania, like, what is it, four? I guess it must yeah. be four, right? There's yep. three. Um, and then going out far enough, like end of July, you got Jungle Cruise and The Green Knight and then suicide squad in august but uh but week after week after week right yeah uh you're lucky if you've got one good thing that's as good as it's gonna get and some of the weeks in between all those movies there are weeks where there's eh, there's kind of uh not anything big so uh we're we're getting there (laughs) we're getting there and and this week should be it's getting yeah should hopefully be pretty interesting uh, but it's man, it's still the weekly it's box a, office is a weird thing yeah, to look at. Right. Still, every every week. A friend of mine sent me. He was like, "You must have seen this," and it was the trailer for the Green Knight. And he's like, "I this this looks great." And it's in his wheelhouse. He's very much sure in that uh, space where the Green Knight and the folklore and you know Arthurian stuff is all what he's what he loves. And I was I watched the trailer again because I'd seen it before, but I just I want to see it. And as I'm scrolling down, just a couple, just to see what people were commenting on it. And somebody said, uh, this Groot origin story is so dark. That cracked me up because this is like a Groot, like would, you know, you'll see it if you see the trailer. And I just thought, ah, people are ready. They want to have fun with films. They're they're really like 
dialed in. It's it's go time and right. You know, so it just that just cracked me up when you said it. Uh, okay, so uh, jumping into uh, movies. Actually, before we jump mm-hmm. into movies, I wanted to uh, really quickly throw out uh, shout-outs to a couple of TV shows. Um, starting tonight is, uh, and this is really outside the wheelhouse of this show because it's like reality and we never talk about that. But yeah. uh, tonight there's uh, the premiere of Crime Scene Kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just love that this show exists. Oh, at all. man. Come and, on. And uh, so, I, you know, I'm, good? Ca- I'm kind of a fan of Joel McHale, right? Yeah. It's sure. just such a screwy idea. It's just right? easy. Yeah. And it's so, it feels mm-hmm. so Joel McHale. Right. Like, I have no idea. I don't know anything about this show, right. like from the background or, sure. or whatever. Right. Just, but it just feels like he wasn't hired to do this show. Like yeah. he came up with the show. Like it's <laughs> like you know. I mean, it's just such yeah. a right. It's such a bonkers Wacky idea. Yeah, like thing. And uh, and you know, it looks like to me anyway. Uh, if you are the Food Network's biggest fan, yeah. I don't know if this is the show for you. Okay. But okay. all right. But if you you know, if you have any interest in this stuff, um, but it just it's screwy and fun yeah. and I don't know. It lo- it looks like a good time. All right. And then also I don't think that I mentioned uh <laughs> Jupiter's legacy on the show at no. all. And that is uh one of the most bizarre things. Yeah. Um and it's you know, it's Mark Millar yep. and uh and he is, you know, Sometimes I love him, and right. sometimes I think, why is Where are you he going? Why is yeah. he not just locked up? Right. Like he's just seriously right. insane. Right. Who th- who would think this is good? Right? right. Like some of the stuff that he does, I'm like whatever. But then some of the stuff he does, I think is awesome. Right. This one I think is a really weird mix of. I want to love this sh- show. Yeah. I I have to think that there are some things that are different from the comic, but maybe there aren't, or mm-hmm. at, or at least some of the things get sold to you a little differently, and and it makes it better in the comic right. or something, right? Yeah, I like the idea, and I like the people in it, and I like a lot of the stuff that happens, but so much of the overarching story is like so wildly dependent on our main superheroes, uh, you know, relentless rule that the superheroes are not allowed to kill anyone. Like basically, even if it means they will die, Mm -hmm. like, like even in self-defense, you can't kill someone. Mm -hmm. And that is just such a stupid thing. (laughs) Like I, as a concept, it's just like totally alien. As soon as you, as soon as you get to, we are really pushing that. Yeah. And, uh, and so like his son, right. Who is also like a superhero, right. Uh, at one point kills someone because otherwise all these other superheroes are going to die. Like, uh, and, and there's no real question about it. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no, Oh, we could have got out of that another way. Right. Right. They were all going to die and a couple already did die. Right. A couple already got killed. And, and he kills him and dad superhero is pissed. Right. That you killed. You did. Yeah. You did this thing. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's just friggin' bonkers. Yeah. But all the other stuff in the show is really cool. And it's, uh, it's fun to watch and it's, uh, screwy characters that are, that are pretty cool. Yeah. It is. It's a lot of fun. 
And then the other one uh, that I wanted to mention is that the new season of Mr. In Between, yeah. uh, I think, came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Seeing ads everywhere. Started started the new series for that. And that is like the greatest show. That's is the it? most it underrated. Yeah. Uh, the Well, the underhyped anyway. It's, yeah. you know, so many people like don't even know it's there. It's on FX. And it is, uh, I love that show. I can't imagine. And this is like the, uh, at this point, I, I guess pre-planned like last season because they're like, all mm. right, you know, FX is like, all right, we'll give you another season or, right. you know, whatever. Right. Um, but really? unless this suddenly goes through the moon, That's like that. they've, they've yeah. already planned that this is going to mm. be it. And I just can't believe it. Like, mm. it's such a great show. I love yeah. that show. That's cool. Uh, all right. Anyway, so that's those. Um, and we'll get to movies. And first, uh, we will uh, kick off the show with me talking about something that I know you haven't seen, mm-hmm. uh, which is Cruella. Because uh, as much as I could talk about anything, you know, we'll, we'll get right. on to things that we could both talk about right. as soon as we can. Uh, so... I can't even like seriously begin to describe this. And this is going to be such a <laughs> potentially weird thing. Right. Okay. But, uh, a, I give it a 10. Whoa. B. What? Despite the fact that there are a lot of things, what? there are a lot of things that I'm looking forward to coming out this year. Wow. It is going to be a really hard road for any movie to knock this out of the top spot of the year. What? All right, quit screwing around. Uh, nope. <laughs> That's insane. It is. That's very like surprising. In every way. All right. Uh, completely awesome. And it's long, right? And I've watched it three times. Dude, I don't know about By you. this point, right? And here's the weird thing. Even watching it the second time, it's really long, right? Yeah. But watching it the second time, as I'm going through it i am you know now you're cognizant of other things yeah right going on yeah and there's even cooler stuff to watch the second time because people act uh in ways where there are people who know things yeah right and you don't realize that they're acting like they know them until right. you watch it the second and time, then you know what, and you go, "Oh, when. that was like there the whole time, yeah. right?" Okay, uh, and and it's and it's very cool. But also watching it a second time, I'm like, you know what? None of this is wasted. Hmm. It like there are there okay. are no parts of it. Even watching it again and it being long, and us always complaining yeah. about things being too long. Right. There was none of it that I was like, "Eh, you could." Why do we have to watch this? that? Right. right? Yeah, why, do, right. why do we need these five minutes? Oh, that's good to hear. And even if there are five minutes where maybe technically we didn't absolutely have to have them. Yeah, but still. But still, right. they're there it for works. a reason. Yeah. They they work and they're fun. Ten. Everything about it was good. And the dueling Emmas mm-hmm. in this movie are right. both just insanely good. Uh like all the time. And you know, the weirdest, wow. one of the weirdest things, and like I said, I'm not going to just talk about it forever, but one of the weirdest things about this movie is uh, if you kind of think in a in this movie in a similar way to like when they did Mary Poppins 2, right? Yeah. So when they do Mary Poppins 2, it's like you're trying to like recreate the 
stylistic sensibilities, but also be now right. and Updated, be like current. modern, yeah, right? Right. But also you want to feel like you exist in the same, you know, stylistic world as that movie, mm-hmm. which I think that movie did really, really well, yeah. right? Um, but what you were doing was a movie, right? And in this one, you kind of want to do the same thing in a, in some sense anyway. Yeah. And the original thing is a cartoon. Right. So that's right. weird, right? Yep. And, uh, and what happens that's really weird is once we get to like the very end of the movie, because, uh, you know, it's like the origin story. Yeah, it starts right. out, <clears throat> it starts out, she's really little, but not for a very long time. Yeah. And then she's Emma Stone, right? Right. Um, but even when she's Emma Stone, right? I mean, you know, she's not Cruella. Cruella is this old right. lady in a cartoon, right? Right. Um, but she's like getting to be or whatever. Right. And when you get really, really towards the end of the movie, all of a sudden, like she starts having like the mannerisms mm-hmm. and like the just appearance and the way she looks around of a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. All right. and, and it's really cool. This better right? be good. It's, uh, yeah. That, so that's not a thing that like, you know, really elevates the movie or anything. It's right. just like it's the just little cool added bonus see. Right. of, yeah. right. whoa, like right. she, uh, it, when it's really, really close to the end of the movie, like she's like standing like her, yeah. like, like <laughs> a cartoon character. Right. And it's, you know, it's, right. it's really cool. Anyway, um, yeah, everything about it is good. The story's really cool, and it is, uh, you know, I will say, you probably have to let it be what it is, right? Yeah, sure. It's a live-action Disney film. Like, you're going to, right. Right, kind kind of. It's a prequel-ish kind of thing. No, I know. And uh, and just, like, all stylistically, the direction is insane. Um, A lot of, everything is... uh, bonkersly gorgeous. Mm. Like everything is uh, really cool. And, you know, just the story is really well done and put together. It's, uh, it's really, really amazing. It'll be a fun surprise for me. When knowing you, what when you, knowing what zero. you see it No, but knowing <laughs> what you've seen and to see it that way, the trailer sucks. The trailer that I have seen looks like an absolute transparent, just let's use the character rights for a cash grab. Like I, it just, there's nothing about the trailer that looks good except for the very last second where some swish of magic transforms Emma Stone from who she looks like into what Corella looks like. Right. You know, and I'm like, well, that, that looks okay, but that's yeah. not going to be fun. You know, for you to drop a 10 on this thing, uh, it is, uh, this must be is, one of the most misleading so trailers. Cool. Cause it we often, is. I often have said, Trailers need to show less but hook more. Right. Like, stop showing me the five best lines and then the end. Like, I don't want to see that in the right. trailer. And, and now I don't need to watch Make a trailer it. an appetizer for what I'm going to get, but, you know, don't deceive me. Right. And if that's something that's, like, secretly not wasted in the trailer, then that's great. That's good and, to hear. And I'll tell you, it, this is, like, a, a none sort of thing as well. Like, this is not like, oh, look, points for the movie. Yeah. Uh, and now it's a better movie. But it has the most awesome end credits. Oh, that's cool. I like uh, that stuff. Like, of yeah. any movie I've ever seen. Mm. If there was an Academy Award just for, for that. Credits, yeah. For, like, the, the end credit role, it's so cool. Mm. 
Uh, anyway, All right. so That's so good. it's kind of like. Um, that's kind of you know it's maybe you'll hate it I don't know no, but it's I'm, sort of know. like uh, we'll see the things that I like best yeah about like you know I liked the Beauty and the Beast right and you did not like it that's pretty warm that, on as it, much but, yeah um, I liked what they did with the story and tried to do something and this is a different thing because it's a yeah. whole original story right it's this not is just not a remake a thing yeah. Um, but all the things that I like the best about like Mary Poppins too, and about beauty mm-hmm. and the beast and trying to do that whole live action kind of thing when it works and yeah. makes sense and wherever it's good, as opposed to like all the live action ones that right. I hate yeah. <laughs> and right. it, yeah. And, and I was thinking about it a lot. All of the ones that I have really not liked, and there have been plenty of them, yeah. right? Uh, like, it didn't do any of the things that I don't like right. about those movies. Right. And, you know, anyway. That's a bonus. Uh, and uh, everyone in it is really good, too. Like, there is... Um, it, it has, like, the, you know, sort of strange connections to the original story. Like, yeah. her henchmen like kind of guys, even yeah. though she doesn't have henchmen right. at but this point. She, you know, she just has her two friends, right? right? But they are Jasper and Horace who are the henchmen the guys. in the thing. Yeah. And and they are really good. Oh, that's uh, cool. The actors who are those guys. And uh it's got Mark Strong, so that's right. That, I mean that's awesome. Because he's awesome. It's great. It. Yeah. And he is so the a lot of the things that are really, really like kind of the best moments are uh Emma Thompson and like Mark Strong and Emma Stone, yeah, where they are just having like a little reaction to something yeah, right. and delivering it like so well. Right. <coughs> anyway, that's cool. Uh, so, uh, so there's that. Okay, and um, now I'm lost because you have seen Wrath of Man and Army of the Dead, yeah, but have you seen those who wish me dead? No, I wasn't. Sure, of, I wasn't sure. Where I'm going to we watch it. I'm still going to watch it, um, partially because we talked about this briefly when we saw Wrath of Man. Um, partially because it's not that I don't believe you when you told me what concerns you had and what you did and didn't like about it. I just, I'm still curious because I like the guy that wrote it. Uh, I like the guy that wrote Sicario. Yeah, and Hell or High nuts. Water. Like, the, I want to know where that comes from if i don't like it another friend of mine i i don't know where he was when he saw this um but he's raving it he's like this is the best film i've seen all year and i'm like well how many films have you Shut seen this face. year seriously who wish me dead yeah oh my yeah God. so i'm like i don't know how many films you've seen this year but yet once again this is the same friend who thought midsommar was great oh uh, well there you go and i want to put him in a room with you <laughs> and just see who who no. wills themselves out of it um, so yeah, no, I skipped that. Um, I don't know if before you hit, um, the other films, if you still wanted, cause I spe- we forgot last time. I don't know if you have anything you wanted to say about the, uh, foreign press golden globe stuff. Oh yeah. Right. Cause we were going to do, we, we skipped right, our because show because we slid right, and that's, right. I, it's a little old, but I know you had. I yeah, you had I, thoughts I on mean, that. at this point, it is sort of old. Okay. Um, just, I'm just reminding you because that's it, part of the gig. Yeah, that's true. It it is sort of old. The Hollywood so the, press the was, Golden Globes have been canceled, right? Uh, and it was like a lightning bolt from NBC, anyway. 
Well, Tom Cruise and did it. Uh, and everyone yeah. has uh, now decided that it's okay to come out and say that they hate the Hollywood yeah. porn. Press. It was amazing to watch them come, like they came with right. knives and pitchforks. Oh, quickly, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and uh, so it's it's kind of old news at this point. But, anyway. but uh, so uh, like at this point, uh, the Golden Globes as an award show mm-hmm. is also kind of canceled, yeah. even though. I mean, it's not like officially right. like they said we we aren't doing it anymore or anything like that. But right. NBC, you know, pulled their show. They're done. With it, yeah. Uh, and uh, what's uh, kind of hilarious <laughs> to me specifically is that the Critics' Choice Awards uh, pounced right on that time spot. Yeah. And uh, yeah. announced like I think within like two days. It was fast. Uh, and they're s- still going to be on the CW. Yeah. But 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 now they've <laughs> taken that exact time slot when the Golden Globes it. were going to be. I love it, and that's when their next show is, which is uh, which is kind of awesome. Um, but you know, really, it's kind of, it's such a weird thing to watch because for years I've been saying that I hate the Golden Globes yeah. and I hate the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Uh, you know, back when they would tell you at least how many of them there were. Yeah, right. And they you were still like, what? wouldn't tell you who yeah. was a member. 44 right? people? Are you kidding and, me? And uh, yeah, and it was, yeah. uh, and you know, we've gone through this before, but yeah. like what you, you, what you had to do and what theoretically you could do to be a member, even though they don't tell you who the members are. You could theoretically just be the person who is the photographer for the runway right. at, at like the red carpet of the end. premieres. That's so weird. And you work for a magazine in Italy yeah. that publishes those pictures and you could be voting for the Golden Globes, which, right. you know, on some level, I don't know, maybe there's nothing wrong with that. But it's kind of misleading. That's not who it people is misleading. think the Golden That's Globes right. are voted, That's voted right. for by, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's very weird. So it is, you know, a strange bit of schadenfreude. That, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a crevice that just opened up and swallowed up something that has been not established, established. But it's part of the award circuit right, for a right. while now. Oh, I mean, yeah. people are... Forever. Critics' Choice, Golden Globes, Oscar... You know, you, you, you just... This rattles all off, and when it all fell apart quick, I thought, I'm not in L.A., you know, right, and I'm right. not in Milan. I don't know, but, man, the dam's cracking right. hard because that, that and, came apart and really quick. it was funny, too, because it started being like there was a, you know, a moment where it became okay to say negative things about them, Yeah, right? Um, because you didn't want to be the one actor yeah, who stood who, out? Who was and, like, you know, screw the Golden Globes, yeah, right? right? Because that's your career yeah, right there. Because your agent not, is telling you, never you not to another do Golden that, Globe. Right? Yeah. Um, and then it became okay to do, and then everyone did it. Yeah. And then it was really funny to watch because then all these like famous actors came out and started like they had just listened to the podcast. Like right. they came out and just started saying, "Who are these people yeah, anyway?" And I'm right. like, "Right, yeah." <laughs> Like now you're everyone just well, showed up to say all the things I've been yeah. saying. I I didn't mean to distract you with that, but I know you you had said you wanted to say something and we never got to it. Yeah, but uh, that's by way of me saying I was more in the mood to watch Love and Monsters, so I did. You know, I skipped Those Who Wish Me Dead because I wasn't quite in the mood to potentially be awed by it or flawed with it. Right. Like I just was like, I'll get there. I'll get there this week. I just it just didn't hit me. But I'm like, all right. 
Right. I won't watch Love and Monsters. So, well, anyway, okay, that's, that's what I didn't say. So, uh, so we, no we won't really do those who wish me dead, and oh, okay. uh, we can I'll wait. Watch it fast. We can wait until you watch it. Except that I will, I yeah. will say, um, yeah, I gave it a two, and yeah. and it's uh, and it's lucky to get them. Yeah, frankly, <laughs> it's it's such a, hard. it's such a goofy movie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie is awful, mm. uh, as per usual. Yeah, uh, she's horrible in this movie, and the worst part about that is that this is a movie made by people who don't know that she's awful, which is not the movies that she usually makes. Right. Usually, right. she makes movies by people who know that she's not a good actress, and they film her accordingly, and she is in scenes accordingly. Right. This one. We've got all these like long dramatic bullshit moments with like this kid who's running from people. Yeah. And uh, she's got all of she's got all this acting to do and they let her do it. Yeah. And it is not fun to watch. And the thing that really sucks about this movie is all of the other people in the movie I really like. All of the other actors like uh, Holt is in it. Yeah, and, right. Um, Nicholas Holt and um, I keep blanking on the Punisher's name. Yeah, Shane from The Walking Dead, and I know it. Yeah, he's pretty good in it. Oh. But man, every plot step is uh, goofy, and really, the main thing is uh, that the the plot is just hokey, right? Yeah. Like everything about if you didn't know better, you would think that you were watching an episode of Scooby Doo, and. And at some point, somebody's going to go, and I would have gotten away with it too, except that little kid, or right. you know, whatever. It's like so corny and goofball. Everything that happens, uh, everything that everyone does, makes no sense for their character, yeah. right? Um, and uh, and especially because uh, you've got people who are, you know, work with the forest fire service, people right. who are cops, people who run a survival training like <laughs> camp yeah like this is what they do with their lives uh-huh. and yet they just you know do completely stupid things the bad guys have no actual motivation other than to twirl their mustaches and it's like goofy and stupid yeah uh, you know every next thing that happens is somehow worse than what came before it but the thing that's really weird about looking at this plot is that the movie really is the subplot of some other movie. <laughs> this The movie yeah. is like the 20, 25 minutes that happen within right. some other movie. There's right. some other story where we, you know, we know who these bad guys are. Right. There's some connection to something. You know, it's not just... A kid showed up, and now people are trying to kill him. They burn down the, you know, forest. the The people, uh, the bad guys, are so bizarrely evil. Uh, like, like it's one thing to be evil, right? Yeah, e- evil's fine, <laughs> but they're right. just bizarrely evil. Where you know, like they have to get this one kid. Yeah, or he's apparently going to bring down. Right. Everyone the in the government, yeah, who right. knows yeah, what, yeah, right? Like, right. he's got the information that's going to take down everyone. <laughs> yeah. They already killed his dad. They already killed, like, the DA who his dad gave the information to because his dad's a forensic accountant, and he found whatever the hell he found, yeah. uh, you know, that they're not going to tell you anything about what it is that he found, <laughs> except that the bad guys don't want him to have found it. 
Uh, but <laughs> and so now it's all this race to save this kid. Um, but it it is really like the whole that time you're really watching off. it, it's just the thing that happens in another movie. Yeah. And these guys are so evil that they, you know, set a forest fire that takes out like half of California <laughs> or something because, you know, we'll, we'll distract people from us trying to kill the kid because they'll be busy having right. to deal with this forest fire. It's like only an accident of filming that they yeah. don't just like shoot puppies <laughs> for fun or whatever. <laughs> like I wish I could remember. It was like last fall it was around halloween maybe it was covid's messed it up maybe it was two years ago you were ripping on a film that i hadn't seen yet and the way you just like assaulted it made it sound like the greatest comedy i'd ever right, heard right and i'm like i gotta watch this now because you were just like one dumb thing after this dumb thing and ignorant here and i'm just like i don't know man the movie you're describing right. sounds, sounds kind of sounds fun. fun like yeah. i don't know what's your problem exactly. but anyway, anyway. it's um, john bernthal yeah, yeah. God, that's, I'm that's just right. I'm so dumb. I'm I'm thinking I had to look up his name and I yeah, Bernthal. So I'm and, sorry. John. Uh, and the only reason that uh this movie gets the stars that it does get mm -hmm. is that uh at certain points where <laughs> you can like just look at a scene and oh. ignore the fact that it's part of the plot, right? Yeah. Um all the other people are kind of fun okay. in certain moments. There are like some, there are like a few good moments uh, where, you know, there's 10 minutes here yeah, or right. like, you know, five minutes there where it is semi interesting stuff going on. It's not yeah. uh, completely horrible. And I'll tell you, it would have lost more uh, except that, you know, we all, we talk about this all the time and, you know, we will probably talk about it in a minute, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But I don't think that I don't think uh -oh. that there was anything in this movie. And like you said, you know, it's by the guy who made Scario, God, and it's just film. bonkers right. that this is such a bad thing. Except that it's based on some other work, and yeah. so maybe you want to stick with the work that right. you're adapting or something. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't anything about this movie that I thought it was like calling me stupid. Right. It was just it's just such a nutty, goofy story. Yeah. That I feel like he thought I can fix that. Yeah. And you're like, dude. Right. You, you, you can't, can't fix, you can't fix yeah, that. You can't fix I, don't, I don't care how pretty you make it right. or how much right. the action is, you know, sort of interesting when there's action yeah. or, you know, whatever. Like, right. you know, dude, just. That's, that's that. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, I hated that. Okay. Uh, so uh, I guess let's do Wrath of Man. Okay. And hopefully we can do that pretty quickly and we'll get to Army of yeah, Army sure. of the Dead. So Wrath the Man, uh, in the first movie that we're kind of actually reviewing today. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's Jason Statham and it's, uh, you know, weird revenge, bad guys everywhere. Like everyone in the movie's a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> because the good guy's a bad guy. Yeah. And in fact... Uh, the good guy, bad guy is really kind of a psycho, right. uh, but you know, in the most fun way, right? Right. <laughs> I guess, or whatever. Um, so the story is, uh, he is a legit serious bad guy with his organization of, you know, he's some kind of mob ish, 
you know, uh, once you're, once yeah. your crime family is big enough, yeah. then then you're the mob <laughs> then or whatever, yeah. and you're just some specific branch of the mob. I yeah. don't know. And uh, and he now is out for revenge mm-hmm. uh, to try and figure out who it is that killed his kid. Right. Which, um, th- the whole thing becomes closely connected because. <laughs> Uh, his crime family was, in fact, uh, running, you know, uh, jobs to uh, boost armored cars. Right. And somebody else showed up with that same idea. Right. Right. <laughs> and and his kid got killed in the mix. Right. And now he's out to figure out uh, how it happened or whatever. And most of the movie is him like infiltrating yeah uh you know the like working for the security company mm-hmm. that runs the things because i get you know we don't explicitly like say this much right <clears throat> uh or or figure out why he has this idea but he has it in his head that there has to be an inside man yeah so he's going to go and Either he's going to figure out who the inside man is, or uh, you know the bad guys are going to try and rob his right. armored and, car or whatever, right. and he'll, he'll get, find who they are. Yeah. And so then, um, one of the interesting things I think about this movie uh, that uh, kind of elevated it a little bit is that you don't we don't actually find out anything about the actual bad guys for quite a while. Yeah, and I thought that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. We were uh, it it. It wasn't doing that thing where during the whole movie, you know, it's showed us the bad guys and he just doesn't know yet, but we do. Right. Uh, you know, it it waits until we go a while until we figure out um, because he's trying to figure out who the other criminals are. And he's a big time criminal. Right. right? So he knows or can find out right. who all the criminals are. <clears throat> yeah. And he can't figure out who did this. And there's a good reason for that. Right. And, and that all, that part of the story I thought really, you know, worked out like kind of fun to the favor of the film. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's the, uh, you know, little bit of a synopsis there. Um, I gave this movie a four and, uh, and again, you know, I don't have any great ill will for this movie, but at the same time, I feel like, it was a little bit lucky to get those four. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I guess I, I could have easily rated it less um, and it might even deserve it. But there was a lot of the movie that I liked. There was yeah. a lot of the stuff that happened uh, that actually I thought I surprisingly liked. Um, because going into the movie, I didn't have real huge expectations. Yeah. But as the beginning of the movie, like you watch like the first 20 minutes, I didn't have great expectations <laughs> after that 20 minutes. Then, and yeah. then it still did do some things that were like pretty fun. There was a lot of moments that were, you know, there was a lot of fun going on. The main problem with this movie was I could not stop thinking of ways it could be better as I'm watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and that is... Yeah. Eventually that becomes like a serious distraction <laughs> and, 
And there was, uh, you know, there was so much of it. I think the real problem for me with this movie was that there was so much of it that was like the easy way out of any situation when yeah. you could have just actually tried and made it a lot better right. instead of just going, um, okay, this, right. you know, um, even with, uh, like the bad guy with it, like the real baddest bad guy within all the bad guys, yeah. right? The guy who's really the horrible bad guy. I was like, man, he's just so laughably, you know, cookie cutter. If he didn't have a scar, mm-hmm. he would be, you know, you wouldn't be able to pick him out of a crowd, right? right. He's just boringly bad guy, mm-hmm. right? And and which was weird because he was in the middle of a group of people who were like trying to be characters. Right. And he's right. just like <laughs> sitting on the couch next to him, twirling his mustache right. going, right. I'm just, if only there was a puppy here I could kick yeah. or whatever. Right. And it was, right. you know, I'm like, eh, that's just so lazy that yeah. he's like that. Anyway. Yeah. So I gave, I gave it a four. You, you haven't said anything I disagreed with, you know, everything that you said, I'm a hundred percent on board with There's something, I'd have to, I'd have to, because we talked about this for a second too. I feel like Guy Ritchie's a filmmaker, and this is his film. I feel like Guy Ritchie's a filmmaker. I like until I start thinking like, well, what, what are his favorite films that I like? And then right. I'm like, well, I, I mean, what right. is it? You know, and I'm just looking around, and I'm like, I, I haven't seen Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels since it came out like 40 years ago. You know, 30 years ago. I can't remember if that's as good as I think it is. And I have no interest to go find out. Right. But right. it was probably Sherlock Holmes. Like I, I look at his, I look at his list of films and I'm like, eh, I didn't really like these. Right. So why do I keep getting fooled into thinking I like Guy Ritchie films? This might be my favorite Guy Ritchie film. And I give it a five and a half. And like you, I feel like it's really liberally given but what I enjoyed about the film was much more than I thought I was going to based on the first 15 or 20 minutes. And I thought, oh, no, yeah, here we go. Yeah, this is, that's exactly what and, I thought. And this is a, this is a two-hour film, and it's in Guy Ritchie's sort of style. Like, it doesn't look and act the way Guy Ritchie when he makes films like Snatch or like when he makes the Sherlock Holmes entries with Robert Downey. Those have a very specific and literal kinetic feel to them. Right. This doesn't quite have it. It's got the dark black gray filter that his film seems to like. But if it had been done in the vein of, and I I don't mean this as like stupid as it's going to sound, but if it had been done kind of like Fast and the Furious, this would have been a choppy, action-packed, you have no time to think about how much it could be improved because you'd just be having popcorn fun with it. Right. But like you said, and you beat me to it, it's, I was going to say a version of it, but you said it better. Like, I just had all this time to wander. And more so in the middle of the film when it really starts to hurt a bit. Like, because the film doesn't ever get bad for me. It just becomes uninteresting. And it's mostly when... You know, it's mostly when Jason Statham isn't on the screen. Because when Statham is on the screen with any combination of the characters that he's around, whether it's Josh Hartnett's character or McCallany's character or, you know, whomever, I'm I'm watching it because I, I like Jason Statham. He's just got that strange charisma for action films that is just enough to be like, let's see who he's about to punch in the face. Right. And some of the stuff that is so trope-ridden and generic, like, 
they're, you know, it's your first day. It's, it's custom. We got to take you out for some beer. And he's like, and he's like, come on, you know, this is the routine. He's like, all right, let's go. And then when the one employee who hates his guts and he get into this verbal altercation, you're like, oh, there's got pool sticks in hand. People are going to start wrapping each other up with, you know, billiard balls in the face. And it's just a conversation that is just like, it made me chuckle. And I'm like, I'm, I'm having fun. Like, this is good. It's just not accelerating to the point where I can't stop thinking about it. So it gets to the middle part of the film and then it focuses on other characters because there's a big part of the film that you're supposed to believe another crew has a chance to take down, you know, something that's big like an armored car. And Jason Statham isn't on the screen really except for a blip here and a blip there. And that's when the film slows down. And that's not because... Jeffrey Donovan, who everybody, you know, you might not know his name, but you recognize his face as Mike Weston from Burn Notice. Like, he's always going to be Burn Notice guy. He's good in the film, but then the introduction of these characters all bring, like, really weird thoughts into my head. Like, okay, at the end of this movie, Statham's character, H, is a well-known, like, bad guy. Right. And Jeffrey Donovan isn't a naive, I just flew in from Topeka, bad guy. Like, when they see him walking down the street to get a hot dog, I think you probably stop the the gig and you don't shoot anybody's kid, let alone if he's nearby, you think maybe he's going to do this hit and we don't want to mess with his crew. Like, there's all kinds of stuff that I don't believe bad guys in bad environments don't recognize like one of the kingpins amongst them, right. amongst them, even if he's been kept secret. But so you add all which, those things which is, in, which is all part of having too much time to think about things, right? And I, and that's what I'm saying. Like I literally, I'm like, they wouldn't have moved. Right. They would have been like, this sucks. We're gonna take the truck down the street, or we're gonna like not shoot anybody we can't identify because right. I don't know who's here. But even then, this weird thing, and I don't, I don't mean anything negative towards Scott Eastwood at all. But it's it's just it's Mean Girls Fetch. Like, stop trying to make Fetch happen. Right. You put Scott Eastwood in a film. I get it. He's a good looking dude, and I know who his dad is. And his dad is a talented filmmaker. And maybe Scott has that in him. But stop trying to make it happen by just like nepotism, because that's well, how it feels. Well, and he has no chance in this movie anyway, because right. they've given him the, the, the most right. ridiculous character You're, to try to do anything. Sure, with, and right? and he doesn't he doesn't mangle it, but it's just he it almost doesn't feel earned yet. And again, I, right. I'm not saying he's but not it, he's not talented. I'm just saying like, it felt so. Here's weird. the problem with this movie is that it feels like he did exactly what he was supposed to do and probably did it really awesome. Well, yeah, right. right. So he did a great job acting. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so right. you you accurately portrayed this terrible, right. worthless character right. that, that anyone could have done. Yeah. Right. Really, anybody. Anybody could be. The, you know. Yeah the most obnoxious evil person, whatever. But there's a, but they had to focus on that scar for lingering moments. So you knew when you see scar and I'm like, Oh God, it's, it's so clever at times. It's so heavy handed at times. It's terribly boring at times. It's really exciting at times. It's got the right amount of dark humor, but then it doesn't, doesn't seem to know how to put all of that stuff together consecutively to keep moving. And, you know, again, I like you, I had fun with it. I didn't yeah. hate it, but I I wished it had been better because I would have loved is, it. It is, 
it, you know, it, it is fun. And if you can kind of not think about anything yeah, right. at all, right. right. Then, you know, it's a pretty legitimate, good time. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fun movie, but man, it gives you too much time to think. And there's too much to think about. Dude, this, if you do start thinking, there's right? so many good things in there that are properly seated and they pay off later like when he goes in to apply and they're like all right i'm your training guy we're gonna go through these things you're gonna spend the next eight hours with me let's go see and then he comes back he goes man you barely passed right like i'm like you did pass and i'm like of course you did because you don't want to be exceptional you don't want any eyes on you and then later the cops are like interesting you got a c on your marksmanship but you killed everyone with one (laughs) shot he goes "Eh, lucky wind you know and i'm like dude i'm loving this go for that you know but still and and you know um not to go too much more into things but like you kind of i think also nailed what's good about it What's really good, especially, is Jason Statham, especially in the first half of the movie. Yeah. Um, where uh, it's good because he's the perfect guy, and this is we put him in the perfect situation where uh, it pulls you along because you really don't know what his plan is. Yeah. And you really don't know what he's about to do mm-hmm. or at what point he's going to do it. Or so all of these moments are a different kind of kind of, you know, tense where you're really paying attention and it's really kind of grabbing you because you don't have any idea what his end game is or where he's even going for the first, you know, pretty good while. Right. You don't even really know why he's doing this at all. Why is he in this undercoverness? Is he does he have some information that there is some inside guy? Yeah. Is he just trying to get in enough that he's, you know, who knows, right? Right. Like, you don't know what the game plan is, and that is cool. And he's the perfect guy to give you that. Yeah. Because he has those moments, like when they're in the stupid bar doing doing that stuff, or, you know, a lot of the conversations that he has with people, you don't know what he's about to do, and he can sell... Right. Uh, you not being able to know what he's going to do. But yeah. then, man, a lot of the plot stuff is just so it's goofy. So weird. And I'll tell yeah. you, I'm starting to get yeah. sick of, and it's weird because we're about to do uh, Army of the Dead in just a second. Yeah. I'm starting to get really <clears throat> sick of all these plot things happening where it's like uh, we've decided as an industry that there are certain things that purposely don't make sense and we're okay with it. And, and we just go, yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, so their plan, I'm not going to like spoil the whole uh-huh. movie or whatever, but their plan at the end, they got like six guys, seven guys, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. What is it? Six guys. I think, I think, it's, I think six it's six guys. guys. Yeah. They got like six guys. They got this whole plan. The end of the plan involves two ATVs. Right. Right. I'm sorry, what's the plan? And a bunch of bags the, of money. There's, and there's like, two ATVs, yeah. and they're going in to steal $150 million. Right. And they got two ATVs, and at the end of the ATV ride, <laughs> they've got like a Ford Focus that they're going to put it all right. in the trunk of, which will hold maybe a yeah. million dollars right. in right. cash. Right. And they're doing, and they're carrying duffel bags out of here. And this, we're yeah. supposed to just watch the story of how they're going to steal yeah. 150 million dollars in like three big duffel bags, right? That could at best, right, hold like maybe slightly more than a million dollars, right? 
Right. Uh, what? And, and, and how is everything... that the plan? Why can't you just have a movie that has right. a plan where right. you could actually move the money? That you have you're to assume going to steal. <laughs> Excuse me. And you have to assume that the plan on your best day might yield five of you. One of you is probably going to die. Right. Where are those five dudes going to be? Right. They're running. They're, they're, they're like jogging they're next gonna, to the car. Right. Like it's secret service. <laughs> I mean, they could you get. You got to have three more cars. They, or, could, they could get in the car yeah. at the end. Right. But they have to jog right. alongside the ATVs <laughs> for like a couple of miles. Like, how is that the plan? I don't understand That's that only the plan yeah. because we've already written right the, who's there the at the end. Yeah, right. What? I mean, that's just that's Even, just sloppy, and that's horribly sloppy. And I'm and I always just it's the dumbest thing to think of. But at least in the Dark Knight, when the Joker starts killing everybody because he wants all the money, but he also doesn't want any witnesses. And then he leaves on a big bus that could have taken everybody. I'm like, you could have had a little bit of more thought. Two ATVs, a small, <laughs> like a really, really small clown car. Hey, what are you doing, man? Right. I don't understand this. So, so anyway, anyway it's like, yeah. It, I mean, but it, but still, in in the time of COVID, when someone's like, I think I'm going to the theater. What do you think? I'm like, eh, you'd probably be all right. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, it's fun. I, you know, I would, yeah, I would, I would definitely you know, recommend going to see this uh, if you're looking yeah. for something to get to theaters. It was just strange because fun. yeah, it is, it is fun. It and has, even your four, I, I know you. Yeah, yeah. You, you mean you didn't hate it for? You're right. kind of like, yeah, it was okay right. for. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, uh, Army of the Dead. So uh, Zack Snyder. This one's on Netflix, um, and yeah. it is also a heist movie. It is. It is. Uh, a heist it's movie. a zombie heist yeah. genre bending thing. Yep. And it's um, so Dave Batista, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the movie this before I even say anything else. Uh, I really liked the opening of this movie, and I got really scared to death that I might like this movie when it when I started watching it. Yeah. Because the opening plays out. I don't love the very 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 beginning. Right, the yeah. because there's there are actually like four beginnings to this yeah. movie, but yeah. uh, the initial first beginning where the army trucks are driving, you know, through the desert and they're transporting the alpha zombie, right. whatever it is that who knows. We made this in a lab and now we're transporting it uh, in just kind of bonkersly easy to go wrong situation, right. <laughs> situation, whatever. Um, I didn't really like that part. Right. Right. Then the zombie like gets loose and looks over the horizon at Las Vegas. And then the whole thing becomes this credit montage thing where we watch what happens between, uh, I guess zombies initially hitting the strip. Yeah. All the way up to, Dave Batista's like fighting his way out. Uh, he saves important people, which right. is how he gets connected to the rest of the movie. Yeah. And then ultimately, <laughs> until finally, we wall off the whole city right. with uh, big container, shipping containers, right? Yeah, yeah bi shi big yeah. shipping containers. <laughs> uh, and, and that's like as the credits are going, and we watch all this stuff happen in total montage like form. I loved that. I thought that was really cool. And uh, I mean, at at worst, it was like fun, and we didn't have to just babble about that stuff forever, <laughs> right? Right. Instead of having to watch like thirty minutes of all that stuff happening, I thought that was great. Yeah. And then we uh, then we get into the movie where 
the plot of the movie is that this Mr. Tanaka guy who owns one of the casinos in the Strip, the Strip is about to get nuked. Right. Um, because that's the only way to get rid of all the zombies. Yeah. Which makes absolutely no sense. Right. But it's right. about to get nuked. <laughs> and Mr. Tanaka's got $200 million in his vault underneath his casino. Yeah. And if Dave Batista gets a team and goes in right. uh, and gets the money out, he can keep $50 million and split it however he wants. And mm-hmm. uh, so he puts together his team, which has to include a safe cracker. Right. Because Mr. Tanaka does not know how to open his own vault. Right. Or disarm the booby traps that lead to his vault. Right. He has a casino <laughs> in Las Vegas with a vault. Yeah. That no one can get into. Right. Even the owners. Yeah. The people who put the money in there cannot get in there. Right. Because nobody knows how to open the vault. Yeah. Uh, so that's the kind of... I'm glad you caught that, That's too. the kind of like, Scooby-Doo you're in for. I wondered if right? you were sleeping during that part. Because I'm like, please tell me you know this. Like, you're, uh, you're anyway. too smart for that. So, uh, yeah. So, and then that's... And then, like, hilarity yeah. ensues. Right. Then we get this team together... Uh, including we have a helicopter pilot, Tignataro, right. who we had to, you know, we had to white out Chris Dahlia yeah. from the movie because yep. now he's bad and we don't like him. Right. Uh, and she was actually great. She's fantastic. She, she was great. She's fantastic. Uh, okay. So uh, in the end, and then uh, basically what happens is there's all the zombies in there, but kind of everything is like settled down now, right? It's like right. after it's walled off, no one's in there. The zombies are just in there. They're not agitated. And, and uh, yeah. we have some like kind of bizarre hierarchy of uh, zombies and stuff. And, yeah. and uh, we go, you know, then zombie movie happens and we kill zombies and people right. die and we go try and get the money and then people screw people over right. and whatever. Right. <laughs> right. There's a lot of this. Uh. Uh, so <laughs> I gave this movie uh, two and a half and actually I already have the review uh, of this oh, up on RE screening. Oh, um, I didn't see that. For uh, other obligation reasons, I, I uh, got that up as fast as I can. Um, anyway, but I gave this a two and a half and I gave this a two and a half. This is actually, I had to think about this a lot when yeah. I rated this movie and cause this is a very weird rating for me. I gave this movie a two and a half, uh, basically for a few people who are in the movie when, when they are on and, and there are some cool scenes, Yeah, they really are cool Yep, and really made me hate this movie all the more <laughs> because yeah. The cool stuff in the movie could not be in a better movie, right? right. Um, so there is, uh, there's a girl who plays uh, like the coyote who like leads yeah. them in, and who knows how zombies work for whatever right. completely bonkers reason. Yeah, uh, the fact that we need the coyote in the first place makes no sense. Right. Um, right. But <laughs> she is cool. She is cool. Uh, I really, I like her. Yep. And uh, there's also the guy, I can't remember his name, I'm pretty sure his first name is Garrett, but he plays uh, Mr. Tanaka's... Uh, yeah, it's Dillahunt. 
It's yeah, yeah, anytime, yeah. Anytime you yeah. see Garrett Dillahunt in a film, you're like, shoot him first. Right. That guy's always been a bad guy. Well, when he's Fun. in a movie, right? right. But right. he was also on uh, Fear of the Walking Dead recently. Right. He was a great guy. Where he's he's great. He's been in, like, he was on a sitcom a while ago where he was awesome. Yeah. He is actually, like, a really great actor. Yeah, I he really, is. really like him. I was surprised he was. And um, his character in this movie is, you know, kind of goofy, also just twirling your mustache, yeah. kind of a bad guy. Guy. Yeah, and yet he he injects some fun into it. He does. And he's really cool. And yeah. I was thinking, I, I wrote this in my review because it just made me think. It him and the coyote. If we wrote, wrote this movie a little bit differently, right. right? Him and the coyote could be like the lead of the sequel. Yeah, and, and they would team up, and that would be an awesome movie, right? right? Um, uh. So we've also got uh, Dave Batista's character. Like he's yeah. got his estranged daughter that he's, you yeah, know, yeah. trying to reconcile, reconcile with who then like throws a tantrum and we bring her along. Yeah. Um, basically because her character's name is I'm going to run away once we get inside. <laughs> right. And, and that part is really goofy. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, I, I wrote this in my review too. Um, that scene where they have that fight and she throws a fit and she's like, I'm going right. right? That scene all by itself has like at least a half an hour of outtakes because yeah. <laughs> she looks like she is just absolutely on the verge of cracking up at how stupid this is. Yeah. And that's the take that we kept. Right. <laughs> so the one they use. So right? you yeah. know yeah. that there are yeah. like 15 other ones and they were like, okay, fine. <laughs> like she just won't stop laughing. Let me know when seat. you get the double disc limited edition of this. I'll watch the outtakes. Yeah, exactly. The gag reel for this, this. Yeah. It, it, so, so on the one hand, I give this like, you know, a fairly decent score for some of the parts with all the other people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I give it a zero, uh, just right. like in general as right. a thing that exists and every other part that happens, everything in this movie is like the dumbest thing that could ever happen. Yeah. Uh, every, Every yeah. point at which there's a decision yeah. to make, it's the worst decision. Right. And uh, a lot of the movie, a lot of this movie is just Zack Snyder has certain ideas about stuff he wants to see in a zombie movie, yeah. and it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. And and it's going to be, and I want, I want Siegfried and Roy's Tiger. Right. And I want a zombie queen yeah. who is going to like weirdly gesticulate and moan and contort yeah. herself <clears throat> so that we can watch her do it for like five minutes. Yeah. I mean, and it's so freaking weird. And, yeah. and it's like, uh, you know, we're going to have some weird plot uh, point that we're going to save for like five seconds and it doesn't make any sense as to why we have to go from building to building inside <laughs> places to walk down the strip right. because how are we going to have the creepy inside shit happen right. if, if they just walk down the street? If we don't. That's you know? so stupid. Oh, and also um, they hibernate so that we can walk through like fields of them. Beehive yeah, right. of zombies. Right. And, oh, man. But anyway, so I, I gave it uh, two and a half. But because there was like some fun stuff. Yeah. And some of it you could go, you know, like if this movie would just not be serious, this right. probably would have been an awesome movie, actually. Right. If it if it would have just been non-serious. Yep. This, it, you know, it probably would have been good, a good time. But as it is, this is a movie like if we made a movie on purpose because we wanted to make a mystery science theater episode. <laughs> anyway. 
I, I feel like Zack Snyder went full M. Night on this. And I feel like Zack Snyder has gone full M. Night on himself. On everything. I think Zack Snyder probably refers to himself in the third person <laughs> at this point. I don't hate Zack Snyder's movies. And coming off of just watching the four-hour Justice League, there, there's definitely a talent in this guy. But he needs handlers. Um, he needs people to corral him in ways that he is incapable of recognizing he needs it himself or he's incapable of just administering himself because he's not as good as Zack Snyder thinks he is. All the problems with this film are Zack Snyder's. He wrote it. He directed it. He was the director of photography. He basically just was derivative of his own successes without seemingly understanding what made them successes except when he's somewhere and somebody says to him man dawn of the dead that's better than the original and i love the montage you know so he's like okay (laughs) dawn of the dead is so great like i love how you show characterization with richard cheese's soundtrack that that uh down with the sickness but it's a jazz song okay i'm gonna do richard cheese does viva las vegas like every single thing he's done before he redid in this film, but without the guidance of... And James Gunn wrote the adaptation of the, of the Dawn of the Dead film that he did as his first film, which I love. I love that Dawn of the Dead movie. It derives from all kinds of other things that I'm aware of that actually made me pissed off at this film. But, like you, I gave it a two and a half. I want to knock it down to two because the more I think about how derivative it is of other things like... Well, okay. The Coyote's great. And Tignataro is amazingly fun. Yeah. And even if some of the scenes are kind of rushed because of the history of having to replace Chris for all the cancel culture and mistakes that he's made, I almost just kind of wish that Tignataro had more films like this because I'm on board right. with that presentation immediately. It's a little weird to see the beginning of... You're right. That opening scene with the military guys not acting at all like military people and talking in a way that shows to me that Zack Snyder is actually a worse writer of dialogue than George Lucas. And I'm not just looking for some fun zinger. I I believe it. He sucks. This this whole conversation they're having is forced and unbelievable. And the the stuff that happens in that opening beginning, I don't I don't like any of it. But then there's the montage stuff, and it just felt a little weird. I don't know if it I don't know if it resonated with you, but it's still sort of strange to see all those dead people. Even though I know it's a zombie film, all the dead people just laying around in Las Vegas after the shooting right. that was in Vegas, right. like that still mm-hmm. that still felt a little too soon, but not too soon like the meme suggests. And I went, but it's in Vegas, and I get it. So. It just felt a little tone deaf. He he almost blatantly rips off one of the best podcasts from a few years ago. It's a zombie podcast called We're Alive. And in it, the zombies kind of have a hierarchy. There's a king and a queen and they're making baby. Like it, And I'm watching this and it's exactly the way he's doing it here. But not a lot of people have heard this podcast. And I'm like watching this and I'm like, you son of a bitch. I hope you got a lawsuit at your door like instantaneously. Like this is so weird. And then it just derivatively takes all these other things and assumes an, an emotional connection between Batista and his daughter, which never is there. Two moments back to back that I never wanted to forget. I thought I would screenshot it, you know, 
to remind myself, but I, I don't have to. The very first conversation he and his daughter have, he and his stepdaughter has, or maybe it's his real daughter. I, I wasn't even convinced about that. Right. He, he just opens up like he's pouring a cup of coffee and he goes, you know why I had to put her down? Right. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know why I had to put her down is the dialogue you've given this guy who wants nothing more on this planet than to reconcile with his kid. And he had, you know, he had to kill her mother. And I'm like, yeah, way to go, Zach. That's great. The scene before that has the coyote and Garrett talking, and he lifts lines right out of Aliens. He's He's got her saying, you don't see them fucking each other over. And the only right, thing that's right. missing is the, the next two words, which is a percentage. That's right out of Sigourney Weaver's mouth, you know, when she's talking to Paul Reiser. And then, and then it just keeps happening. Like, later... You know the big scene with Tignataro. I don't care about ruining this movie, by the way. So if no. you if you want to if you want spoiler free, just skip a minute ahead. Tignataro lands on a on a building and drops Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro, geez, Dave Batista off. Dave Navarro would be a totally different creature. And he runs in and he comes back up and just like in Aliens again, the helicopter is gone. Right. But it's only just hovering below the wall to make a moment of distraction so it can heroically pull back up. And he's like, "Yeah, roof wasn't clear." And I'm like. This film sucks. This film sucks so badly. And I like Dave Bautista. Not not as much as I like The Rock. Okay. But I I do kind of like him in films. And I think he should do more things like he did in Blade Runner 2049, where he was he has a bit part, but he's actually acting. He's doing good. Here, the scenes that he's in when he's creating a crew, even though the crew is absolutely asininely stupid, like we need a locksmith. Hey, well, let's just go down to the hardware store. There's a guy there. Right. You know, it's not somebody knows somebody and they don't have time to fly anybody in. This film sucks so bad, except the small moments where it works and I'm having fun with it. And I'm still sort of like angry that I'm having fun with it. But I want to like it because the guy has talent and the crew is doing good work. It's just so stupid. And it's calling me stupid. Right. For liking exactly. it. This exactly. is one of those. This is one that you often <clears throat> champion like. This is a film that says you're stupid. Right. If if you like this, it's because you're stupid. And that's it. And uh, we're, we're already over so, time, anyway. and, and we won't go uh, you know, a lot more over. Right. But uh, the, other, the other things that I hate... i got to read um, your review. This sounds great. Yeah. It, it, so it's... Oh, God. There's so many. Um, but the one thing, like you were saying, Zack Snyder does everything. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think it, you know, he's director of photography because... I think right, right. When he was trying to get a director of photography, <laughs> yeah, and he said, "Here's what you're going to do, though: is everything you film is blurry, all blurry." And they all went, "Yeah, wow. uh, yeah." I don't think I'll do that. Right. So, all right, fine, I'll this, do it myself. Everything yeah. is blurry. Yeah, everything is uh, background blurry, all. foreground blurry. Yep. The sides are blurry, yep. you know, whatever, because like blurry is like the new lens flare. It is. It's, it is. It's the new J.J. <laughs> Abrams thing. For whatever reason, yeah. he's got it in his mind that as long as some part of every image, uh-huh. it, you know, if you look like frame by frame yeah. through this, every single frame it's has always, something is yeah. blurry, yeah. right? And yeah. it's and it's just it's nonsensical right. at some point. And cause he has characters who can't see what's happening in front of them. And we see what they see and it's blurry, but I'm like, you wouldn't see that blur. Right. You'd be all right. <laughs> right. It's yeah. It's oh, man. Yeah. No, it's all goofy. Yeah. And, 
Uh, and most of the time, just the background is blurry, just yeah. like for no reason, just right. for because it's cool if we focus on the front and the back. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's one thing if you are looking through uh, a lens, right? And at some point, the background is blurry, right? It's another thing to go. I'm going to make it blurry <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like that's fun. Yeah. And you know what? If you have some moment where you want to do something like that and yeah. you go, I feel like this means something here. Right. And you go, all right, maybe, maybe sure. it does. Right. Yeah. The whole film, right. <laughs> everything that happens in the film. Yeah. And it's, you yeah. know, and it's the same stupid thing. And the worst part about this movie, here's another movie where they have to steal $200 million and they got three duffel bags. Again, I was and just going to say, we didn't even get to that. Right. Like, and it's, and their whole plan oh involves not, it, it involves, we got three duffel bags, but also we got like 20 gallons of gas. <laughs> that we are powering an entire casino yeah. and flying a helicopter right, with. Right. Because we walked in with some cans. And everything yeah. that happens, the the real, real, real death, I think, of this movie is is that every next plot reveal that happens yeah. makes everything not make any sense. All the things below it, yes. It makes all the time. The whole trip here uh-huh. makes no sense. Uh-huh. And then we throw in other things that, like, almost just to not make sense. Yeah. As they're going through, and, you know, as you said, I don't care if I spoil this thing. Yeah. As they're going through, uh, first of all, we learn about other things, right? Yeah. And uh, and that the henchman guy, whatever, right. is uh, the guy who Garrett plays. Right. He's got his own plans. Right. Right. And uh, and those plans don't actually make any sense with needing this team to come in, mm-hmm. right? But then, for no reason, we throw in the fact that there have apparently been previous teams right. that have gone in. Yeah. Well, that would make sense if you were after the money. Right. <laughs> right. But it doesn't make sense in the actual plot that you've given us, yeah. right? And, and, and it just keeps doing that. We keep going on and one step after another, we get a little bit more of the plot, which negates everything that ever happened before. Yeah. Uh, it's so bad. The whole movie is basically like if you, if Zack Snyder just for like 10 years had been filming random ideas of stuff that could happen in a zombie movie Mm -hmm. and then just had to take all that footage and go. Now film like another twenty minutes where we connect it all together, right? And right, and now and, that, and now it's done. a movie, yeah. and that's a movie, and none of it, none of it goes from one step to the the other that makes any sense. And we have like this, you know, we have to have a zombie tiger because how cool does that look? Yeah, is there a zombie tiger for any reason? Right. And sure, there could be a zombie tiger. That's fine. Sure. But we have to look at it for a really long time right. for something that doesn't. Because we're very proud of this, anything, right? even though The Walking Dead did it first. You know, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and none of it was interesting in right. the first place. Right. But all of it is, uh, like I said, they go in. Uh, once they go in, they make the team makes no sense. They yeah. go in. Their plan makes no sense. Yeah. Why they have to go one way versus the other makes right. no sense. How we escape makes no sense. Yeah. The fact that we can't carry any money makes no sense. <laughs> the fact that yeah. everyone goes into this thing wearing absolutely as little clothing as possible. Right. Like, Even though they know zombies are on the other side of this friggin' wall. Right. We're gearing yeah. up. 
They go in, and this is how bad this movie is. Here's here's like the pinnacle yeah. achievement of how bad this movie is, yeah. and how little it makes sense, and how much it just doesn't care if anything it does makes sense. Right. They go in to the city. Yeah. They they kind of bust in through this like secret door. Yeah. They walk in and they're like, okay, well now we're in here with all the zombies. Okay, let's start going. No one ever closes the door. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's <clears throat> this is like, a crew, Look, man. That w- it's yeah. it's like the equivalent of when you're watching TV and people on are on the phone and no one says goodbye, right? Because we don't care and it wastes time, right? Right. right. So <clears throat> even though that makes no sense and it's not how people are, right. it doesn't matter because I would have to film something over there, right, for five seconds yeah. and I don't want right. to, right. So no one closes the door and it's bad enough that no one closes the door if we just left. Yeah, we could assume, could assume that someone closed the door, right. but no, we watch them. We watch them not go. close the yeah. door. Yeah, he's trying so. I mean, we, look, we're we're done. I know, but he's trying so hard to make a franchise, and it's clear, and it's just clumsy, and it's almost insulting. Like it's it just is. even the fun parts. It's that not are even there, almost. It's just it it's just insulting. Is. It, yeah. it is. Yeah, but God. Uh, but there are like some, there's some you know, flashes, there are some good moments there in are. this, and, and I almost—it's like I'm mad because yeah. I wish I could just give this zero. Me too. And go. Me too. It's complete garbage. But the people who are in it who are cool, and when they do have like the yeah. cool moments, and there are, this is like very similar to the other review, right? Yeah. There are some scenes where I'm like, if I can just try not to pay attention to how that scene fits into everything. That right. is actually a pretty cool scene. You know, I'm so going to say right is. now, before we get done, sometimes the worst film on my list isn't the one that got a zero. <laughs> right. Sometimes exactly. it gets two, two right. and a half. Right. So there you go. Anyway. All right. So, uh, God, luckily we have, uh, given you lots to think about, about a yeah. bunch of movies. Right. Uh, next week we should be back with at the very yeah. least, uh, a quiet place too. And uh, and we look forward to seeing you then. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>